Mark Wright. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda 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 Agenda. This is John Selway, and you're listening to Bass Agenda. to Base Agenda. This month, pleased to say we've got a very diverse, interesting and extremely talented guy taking most of the show up. New York-based John Selway, a man behind many, many aliases, 20 plus years in the game, doing everything from high profile techno with Christian Smith, hard acid techno with Oliver Chesler, aka The Horrorist, and a massive amount of great electro under various guises. And that's where we're going to focus most of our time today. John's going to be talking about his career, picking a few tunes for us. And importantly, we're going to be looking at the relaunch of his label, Serotonin, that he runs with Jason Sostek. If you check the Discogs page, you'll see there's a huge amount of great stuff on there. And there's a huge amount of great stuff coming up too, and we'll be previewing some of it. You're going to hear John's voice throughout the show, as well as a ton of great music. I was already improvising on the piano before I went to, to middle school, and uh, by the time I was you know, 12, 13, 14, I was learning how to 
you know, do four track recording, set up microphones. Um, so yeah, it was pretty much like always what I wanted to do. Uh, my parents are musicians and music teachers, and I used to travel with them in the summertime. Uh, they would, you know, they would bring me along to these workshops. I have a, a vague memory, some, some university in North Carolina, I think maybe Wilmington. Um, anyway, I was sitting around bored while they were teaching a class and I had nothing to do. And someone said, hey, come with me and took me into a room down the hall. And there was a Moog modular. You know, I'd never seen that up close. I'd seen photographs. And I, I think I, I started getting, looking at the, uh, the old keyboard magazines and, you know, n knowing nothing about how synths worked so so much back then but you know sort of looking at pictures and reading about them and dreaming but um you know i got left in a room with a moog modular and uh, by myself for i don't know it, it seems like forever but it's probably more like 30 45 minutes or something but and i didn't know what i was doing but it was like you know here take this cable and plug it in there and see what happens choose if I was a guest on Base Agenda, if I had to do this format myself, I'm pleased to say nobody's ever actually made me do yet, but if I had to, I would definitely choose this song, Millennium Sound by John Selway, one of my absolute favourite electro tracks of all time. There was a, in Washington, D.C., there was a radio station, like an urban station, and they played soul and funk and R&B and early hip-hop. But then also on the weekends, they played they had dance mix shows. And, you know, I heard that sort of time before house became a thing. And I was, again, I wasn't conscious of this. I just, it was like just in the background back then. You know, from what I remember, I heard you know, the stuff that was popular in D.C., like Go-Go and Funk and things like that. But then 
playing the stuff out of New York, and, and they also played old disco classics and electro and freestyle and some new wave and alternative dance music mixed in a little bit. It was really eclectic. Um, I wish I, I, I probably have cassettes recorded off of the radio back then. I wish I could find them, but that really, whatever I heard on the, on, on the radio really influenced me. synthesizer was when I was uh, 14 or 15 it was a Juno 106 you really want to know what the, the, the funny answer to that is when I was four years five years old my parents bought a toy synthesizer from for me for Christmas it's called an uh, Migo Muson and it, it was this little I, I, I found one on eBay for my kids this little yellow toy you know plastic keyboard but it has plugs in it and you can like take the plug out and put the plug back in in another spot and it changes the sound I mean, it's amazing it was like my whole life was set out ahead of me by that one toy
all the projects I've worked on, Smith & Selway is the biggest and most successful. It's, it's what I think of like of a big room electro track, you know? It's like, that's a track that's meant for a big party, a massive PA, you know, and I, it's funny, overall, like most of the electro I'm into is maybe a little darker, a little weirder, or a little trippy or a little funky. It's not necessarily like the big room stuff, but every now and then, you know, I do get into a bit of that and I feel like we kind of, you know, we, we nailed that one. fun and you know it's got you know i love a good funk baseline and you know it's pretty obvious what we're inspired by when you listen to that it's very detroit kind of bass influenced um and well that but just you know detroit funk going back for decades like not just electro you know and i i really love that kind of a feel in a baseline and you know we had i remember we you know we, we threw that track together real quick you know we had like a sort of a slapdash studio set up in a bedroom we were just jamming around and that came out and it, I, I 
you know, every time I hear it, it reminds me of how much fun it was to make it. And then also as a DJ playing it out, everybody keeps dancing. I think that that's one of our, you know, one of the most successful Synapse tracks out of everything we've done. side of the record is 10 years old and the other side of the record is like 15 years old but you know it's it's unreleased stuff that you know we're we're still you know solid about and happy about and it's it's also kind of exploring this world between genres like it's a little bit breaks it's a little bit electro it's a little bit idm i think and completely unintentional has sort of become a bit of a political statement given what's happening right now in the United States it, it was conceptually it was you know and Jason's the guy that comes up with for synapse comes up with the lyric and the track title ideas and stuff and um, he did have that in mind that 
you know, dividing people is a way of controlling them. And that's, you know, that's what that is. It's, you know, schismism is, and it's a, a made up word to, to describe that. And it's, it's somehow accidentally very relevant right now. Plus track list is available for download over the weekend via soundcloud.com slash bassagenda. Also via the iTunes feed. Also to say that we've got something rather special towards the end of the show. Going to be running through a couple of promos in the last 20 minutes. Plus we've got a radio exclusive, a little teaser of new release forthcoming from the mighty Anthony Rota.
that it, you, you get your, you know, more cutting edge or underground, you know, and I say under, every time I say underground, I feel like there's quotation marks around it because like nothing's underground anymore. Everything's available to everybody. Um, it's more of a state of mind if, than, than reality. But, um, you know, you get your, your more kind of cutting edge, dark, experimental or industrial sounding techno DJs throwing in, you know, syncopated beats and electro tracks and, um, I, I, I just heard Helena Hauf DJ recently and she's, you know, quite hyped up right now and she plays a lot of electro and this is a lot of sort of like, you know, cool new DJs playing a lot of electro and here in New York as well, like a lot, a lot of young up and coming uh, DJs and producers doing more and more electro. So there's definitely, you know, people who weren't doing it before are doing it and it's, it's becoming inspiring to a new generation of, you know, young up and coming producers and DJs you know and they, they they didn't they weren't around when it was happening the last couple of times you know the hype will grow and the hype will die and the music will stay as always and you get your your bigger artists like Umek doing Zeta Reticula and he's you know he's like EDM big in Europe right like he's huge and his brand of electro is different than you know, some of the other stuff you might hear that's a little more left field or more raw or a little weirder or a little more Detroit or a little more funk or a little bit more IDM or a little bit more, you know what I mean? Like there's always like there's electro and then everybody's take on it. Quick catch up for you kicked off the show with Go Down, then Millennium Sound, then Blink of an Eye, which was Christian Smith and John Selway together, then The Freak by Synapse, one of John Selway's aliases, together with his partner in crime, Jason Shostek. Then we had a forthcoming track from Synapse, a track called Schismism, then Mighty John Selway, Unearthly. Coming up next, we're going to slip into something by Disintegrator, which is his collaboration with Oliver Chesler, and I asked him what it was like working with him. He's done his thing consistently for so long. He's, uh, as, a, as an artist and, and a performer and, and a, a person who's good at putting himself out there and making connections and making things happen, he's, he's got all the qualities that I lack <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of that, right? And I think we were a great team. You know, he's a, he'll, he's a, he's a good, good old friend. And the project we did, you know, the Disintegrator and Koenig Cylinder stuff we did together in the 90s, what, you know, that was part of what set me off on, on this journey. And we made some really great stuff.
Tran- transdimensional. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, we did say it. It was a sample from something, and I don't remember where it came from. Oh, I remember we used a text-to-speech synthesizer to make that. That's right. I typed it in. When people who are into the old hardcore stuff and hard techno stuff and hard acid, like, you know, when they refer to, you know, classic... Well, I always say classic, whatever. When they, first, <laughs> when they refer to old disintegrator tracks that they like, no one ever talked about this one. It's kind of, you know, a, a secondary in a way to what we were doing, but I love it. It's probably the first time I sat down and said, let's make something electro. I think that was the, the first conscious decision to make let's do something not not with a steady kick drum let's do something with kind of an electro beat and it's very kind of sci-fi and futuristic sounding thoughts we, we uh, I used to have a studio set up in the basement of a record store in New York City called satellite and uh, you know I just would I would work there at the record shop during the day and then the doors would close and we'd finish up and then I'd go down in the basement and you know put my headphones on or whatever and just go and that's what that was that was like that's a meditative introspective kind of a that's very personal that one like sometimes I 
it, it's funny. Like uh, I like making, you know, big dance floor tunes. I'm, I'm I like making heavy, uh, dark stuff. I mean, this is it's one of my favorites, and you know, it's it's smooth. It's got some nice harmony in it. But it's still, with the rhythm, with the drums, has a little bit of that funk element that I like in, in electro. And uh, it's even almost a little bit on the break side in a way. And that's another thing that I like I, lately, especially. I like this kind of space between, you know, what you might consider more of a pure electro vibe and there's other kind of syncopated funk or break-oriented rhythms that complement the electro, typical electro feel very well. And you can kind of... And I, I felt like Shimmer Down has a little bit of that. And, and I wasn't really conscious of it when I made it, but upon reflection, I'm like, yeah, this, is, this track, you know, it still gets me. And um, it's, it's very me. <laughs> and and it's, really, it's also reflective of where my head is at right now. Thank you. 
So like I said at the top of the show, Serotonin Recordings is back on form. Some nice releases queued up. Next couple of tracks are taken from their forthcoming various artists EP due out over the next week or two. First up we've got John Selway with Solar Sailing. Following that, great track by TCMF, We Are The Almost People. serotonin records he's become active again you know he he's a super brainy smart guy he does uh, you know sort of high level computer technology uh, networking stuff for a living and uh, his kids are all grown up and he's got more free time now and the the kind of the, the techno and electronic sort of more underground side of the the scene has come around to how he works and he's he's seen that and he's He's been playing live gigs. He's got this crazy hardware setup. It's not modular, but it might as well be. It's ridiculous. And um, he's getting things moving again. And I'm along for the ride. So uh, he's like, let's do serotonin again. And I say, yes. And I've got these tracks that I, that have been sitting around. Let's finish them up. Or let's take this old stuff that we uh, never did anything with and, you know, release it and, you know, get it out there into the world. And, you know, we're... So we're just putting the, the releases together. We've got two lined up for now. Um, they're ending up, I think, coming out of order. We've got, you know, number 20 and number 21. 21's gotten produced first somehow. It's something with the pressing plant. You know, and it's it's what you live for. That was always our catchphrase, right? Or whatever, you, you know, serotonin, it's what you live for. So that's the name of the compilation.
getting into a couple of tracks of John Selway's chosen that have recently impressed him. First up, this amazing track, Junkamata with 2 billion light years. You may remember Larry McCormick kicked off his mix with this uh, on the last episode of Bass Agenda. Following that, we're going to hear Pearson Sound, a track called Robin Chasing Butterfly. little bit it's 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 a good example of you know a, something that sort of blends genres and almost defies genre i think um you know it's it's got an electro feel to the beat right it's very clear you know but it also has this kind of psychedelic hypnotic growing in your brain kind of a feel and it's it's it it's got a motoric feel are you familiar you know the, the kind of kraut rock motoric like repetitive thing it's got that and that but that's also very electro in my mind because that's where craft work comes from you know if you were to strip out all the sounds and just listen to the beat okay you know you know, like just normal kick drum snare drum hi-hat but something something about the way it's balanced with that motoric hypnotic drive and but it's also very musical and the arrangement's really good and then it just gets so weird with vocoder or electronic voices 
and it's not it's different it's not your typical monotone robot voice it's a little strange a little psychedelic a little twisted i hear a sense of humor in it and that's another thing that made me pick that track is there so much electro is serious and it's like this is a track that has it sounds positive and it sounds like a li- like it's not taking life too seriously it's got it's lighthearted but it's not a joke and it's not cheesy you know usually when you hear happier music you're like eh, you know like rave whatever like it's just too silly but this one rides that line
and uh, you know that's another nice sort of blend of genres it's a little bit electro it's a little idm in the classic sense as you mentioned with like this a plaid sort of a sound and i you know it i feel like it, it lives in a similar world to where i think of shimmer down being like it's 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 syncopated beats it's electro but it's also it's kind of breaks in a way and it's very melodic and very well arranged yeah, that's just I that's the kind of track that you know, I could listen to over and over again or dance to or you know, it's and it's it's really well put together. electronic music John Selway's done it'd be a bit crap of me to ignore the techno side so I asked him to pick some 4-4 tracks gonna play a couple later as well but just wanted to get this one in front of your ears nice deep track called Recollect Thank you. 
started sort of d- being more conscious of like dance music as a thing, right? And and uh, you know not just electronic music in general, you know, because I was into all sorts of you know new wave and early industrial dance stuff um, as much as I was into other kind of alternative music. You know, I played in a ska band, and there were all these punk and hardcore bands around when I grew up, and I, you know that was all influential. But a friend a friend of mine came back from a trip to Europe and had in around 87 87 88 and he had recorded cassettes off the radio of house mixes and um so i I, he you know we listened to those and i you know this is great i've never heard anything like this before and what i'd never heard anything like before was like the acid stuff and what i later learned was like you know early techno basically and um, I started, I, you know, it just kind of took over my brain. Like, I want to do this. I was already experimenting with making music by then. You know, I had a drum machine, I had a synthesizer, I had a four track, I had a reverb, and I was, you know, doing experiment, different experiments. But um, I heard this stuff. I'm like, I love this. I can do this too. It was really inspiring. And the stuff that really jumped out to me the most was the really more futuristic sounding stuff, like sounds that I didn't recognize, sounds that were a little bit different. And uh, I, I started looking for records of this stuff and there was very little to find where I was but there were these compilations and I found a, a, like a mega mix compilation uh, and one side of it was like an acid house mix it was kind of a mega mix it was like 20 minutes long with way too many tracks but um, you know it was all like Chicago classics like stuff everybody would know now right this one of the tracks that jumped out at me the most was you know the Derek May track you know because it had you know it it sounded more futuristic, more out there, more kind of going forward. And that really grabbed my ear right away.
So just taking a look at John Selway's influences now. Last track, of course, was Derek May with Nude Photo. Now we're slipping into Fallout, a track called The Morning After. This is the Sunrise Mix. This is Keith Tucker, a.k.a. DJ K1 of Aux88. You're listening to Bass Agenda. got me right away with that one was the bass line well that and then how it's kind of a, a deep moody track it's got some nice chords and a melody but then the bass just is stomping and um, so that one jumped out right away and upon reflection it's interesting that that's one of the important ones because you know it's a New York track and and that's in, that's where I ended up you know when I when I left home and went to, to, to school uh, I, I, I came up to New York City and started getting involved in the scene, you know, in the early 90s when rave, the rave stuff was growing and the big warehouse parties and techno was getting bigger for the first time. And, you know, one of my early connections in my career was Lenny D. And Lenny D is one of the guys that made that record.
not obvious. There's not a direct line from like one electro track that started me off. I mean, I guess if I if I had to point out something specific, I would go back to like Kraftwerk, like everyone else does, because um, you know I do remember hearing you know Computer World. Every time the, the uh, there, there would be like a uh, something on TV about computers, and you know, in the future, everyone's going to have a personal computer at home, and then they would play Kraftwerk in the background of the news story or something. I mean, that that kind of thing. But also, a good uh, a good friend of mine's dad was a record collector, and he had every Kraftwerk album in his collection. And that I can definitely say is the first time I had a Kraftwerk record in my hands is when I went over to my friend's house. So, but I wasn't conscious of it back then, and and also. The, the radio with the mix shows playing all these different styles of music for sure was playing electro and I am absolutely sure I heard Egyptian Lover and all that stuff but I wasn't conscious of it you know I wasn't pursuing like who's the artist who's the producer what's the record back then so it's just sort of in the, the background of my life but later on getting into you know making house and techno etc and then at a certain point realizing wait there's all these amazing and also becoming a DJ and you start digging for good records and you discover, oh, this incredible, you know, classic electro record from 1982 that's just killer, right? That it, it that it came back to influence me again more directly later. I would say, you know, by the 90s. I got two types of music: there's good music and there's and bad, 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 whatever style whatever they may be. They may be. <laughs> favorite uh, recordings from African Head Charge. There are so many, there's so much, you know, in, in, from that project, and then in particular from the, you know, the guy that mixed and produced most of that stuff, Adrian Sherwood, who was a big influence on me, um, just in general, in, in 
as a you know production and mixing and a variety of style and blending different styles together. Um, you know, and I, I used to kind of you know look for that stuff back then. And also, it's a it's a connection to you know music that I was involved in doing aside from you know the typical electronic dance music, right? House and techno and so on, electro. It, it, it's a, it's another connection to what was what I was hearing around me when I was kind of starting out and when I was still in Washington D.C. You know, there's a you know there there has always been a thriving alternative music scene there, and I, you know there were lots of bands and lots of different styles of music being played. And you know, I mentioned I, I played in a ska band, and I always listened to a lot of reggae, and I got really into dub. But I was also intru- into you know like industrial and maybe more new wave or even goth kind of darker stuff and a lot of the music you know Adrian Sherwood as a producer kind of covered all of that Back when I heard it the first time, it was strikingly different. I mean, I'd heard some Cabaret Voltaire before that, but it was more punk. It was more noisy. And I like that stuff too. I mean, like nag, nag, nag and all that. But um, that one was like deep and had funk in it. And it was dark and bassy and hypnotic, you know? And it, it, it's between that one and Yashar is my favorite Cabaret Voltaire tracks.
Time for some more techno-flavoured stuff from John Selway now. First up, under the alias Octaves and Tremolos. A track called Spike, recorded with Jamie Hodge. And then Galactic Spiral Sound. A track called Pulsar Cycle. That was released on Carl Cox's MMR label back in 94. Thank you. 
look at my Discogs catalog and it just looks like a mess. <laughs> like it looks like, because if you look under my actual name, there's so few releases just under Selway or John Selway. But then if you add up all of the side projects and the collaborations and the aliases and etc., there's quite a lot there. But if you just look at John Selway, there's like one album and a couple of singles. <laughs> there's some, you know, other artist names I've used just for my own projects and then there are the things that I do with, with my friends and you know you know Synapse is Jason Sostek and myself you know anything we ever do together is Synapse and upon reflection I wish we'd chosen a less generic sounding electro project name because there are a lot of other artists named Synapse but I mean I think there's like a metal band called Synapse I and mean, it's ridiculous but um you know Memory Boy there were I did a couple of tracks under that name Memory Boy was kind of a ironic nickname for me for some from some friends of mine because I you know, they, they knew me to have sort of a terrible memory. You know, I was like, made this kind of new wave synth pop kind of electro project out of it. And uh, didn't do much with it, just a couple things. But yeah, so I'll, I'll pick a name that kind of suits the music at, or if it's if it's something that I feel like is different somehow than what I usually do. But it's all in my head. I, I think in ref, upon reflection, it would have been better for me to call everything under one name. That's how you tell the world that you're diverse, you know, and like in a way it, more clearly as an artist where, but I also see the other side of it and it's kind of from a marketing point of view, like as, you know, selling yourself as an artist, promoting yourself as an artist, like having all these different names can actually work against you because no one knows what to expect from you. And, uh, and it depends on the artist. It depends on the circumstances. It depends on so many things. And, you know, I I've been kind of uh, not the most organized in terms of keeping those projects and stylistically, you know, because like it's I, I pick different artist names, but also under different artist names, I would change the style. Like, it, you know, I didn't really strategize these things. Um, I, I just sort of did, did what felt right at the moment.
stuff. Not only has John Selway done an awful lot himself and run a couple of labels, uh, CSM and Serotonin, but he's also helped a few others along the way. You may remember Kurt Yanala mentioning John Selway in his interview on Bass Agenda this year. John also played a big role in helping Fisher Spooner, and he's going to tell you the story behind that right now. I was invited to DJ at an an after party for uh, an art festival in New York City. Um, And this was at the old limelight. The the show starts, I'm like, what's going on here? And then the music started and my ears really perked up because right at that point in the the late 90s was, you know, where myself and probably a lot of other people were like diving back into like, you know, late 70s, early 80s, early electronic dance music, you know, like the kind of synth disco space disco stuff and electro classics and italo disco etc right before before larry t came out with the term electro clash (laughs) so the show happens and it was you know i was stunned like the the performance and the dancers and the costumes and the lighting it was like this whole it was like a super professional slick production but with this incredible like synth pop music like really well-produced interesting songs then i asked someone at you know, one of the promoters, one of the people doing the party. Can you introduce me, please? And they introduced me to to Warren Fisher and Casey Spooner. And I, uh, it, you know, Warren had played violin all his life, and so in mean, like Warren and I hit it off right away, like sort of talking about music and our influences and what we wanted to do, and you know, basically ended up you know becoming friendly. And I talked him into doing a release on Serotonin.
they were very smart because they wouldn't sign a contract with us. They wouldn't give us any part, any license. We, we couldn't get a percentage of any of it. It's like, it was basically, we could get the sound recording and that was it. I, I sent the record to Dave Clark and I sent the, and I gave the record to DJ Hell. Right away after that, Hell got in touch with me and he's like, you gotta hook me up with Fisher Spooner. So I, you know, I'm like, great. <laughs> great for Fisher Spooner, not great for me. I have no contract. But yeah, I introduced them to, to Hell and they became a gigolo artist and you know the rest of the story. So like, I, I, I feel responsible <laughs> for, for that so in a small way. Like I was a facilitator. I, 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 I introduced Fisher Spooner to the right people that allowed their, you know, dramatic rise. When well, the first time Fisher Spooner performed in Germany for a gigolo party, I got a hug from Helmut. That was, <laughs> he was like, thanks man, great. No, I was I was loving it. I was along for the ride. I never, you know, I'm I'm not trying. I don't I hope I don't sound bitter about it. But it was amazing to be a part of it. John Selway for taking part in Base Agenda. 20 minutes or so left of the show, we're going to run through some new, recent and forthcoming electro. This one's coming out on Base Agenda recordings, all being well this side of Christmas. This is Go Nuclear, a track called Machine Learning, remixed by Detroit's Filthiest. This is going to be out on vinyl, split EP, Go Nuclear one side, Detroit's Filthiest on the other. Real killer. And you're listening to the number one underground bass agenda. 
show, time for a quick catch up. After Go Nuclear, we heard a credible eyewitness, DJ Say, track called Gravity Dance. Then Time Spent by M12, which is a great collab between Billy Nasty and Nick Dunton. Then New Projects, Bufo Bufo, track called Parasol, out recently on vinyl on uh, Ritual Poison. Then this beautiful track, Data Set, Metropolis Light Transport. Now, time for a preview of what Anthony Rota has been up to. This is Anthony Rota and you listen to Base Agenda. Sound of Anthony Rota, track called The Code, an unmastered little teaser there for you. Thanks to him for uh, choosing Base Agenda to play that on. Keep an eye out for that. Going to be appearing very soon on his own label. EP's called Electro Commando, and as you can hear, it's 100% the electro that we expect and love from Anthony Rota. Next month, a completely different part of the sound spectrum as we head to Detroit, DJ Assault, and Detroit's filthiest taking over the show. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Creator.